the Morphin Grid, connected all together, all life, across the multiverse. Good and evil, yin and yang. The grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles. Welcome to Universe 19, my fellow grid travelers. This story is brought to you by Tiger Tales in association with Paranger's Universe 19 podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to Tiger Tales, a place where you'll find stories and fan fictions written and read to you by your host, me, Ty Tiger. Today we're diving back into Paranger's Universe 19, a universe built by the collective and creative mind of Cosplay Do 637, where he writes and uploads his own Paranger's and Kamen Rider stories. But I also have a place in this universe, that being with Kamen Rider Kiva. So that's the story we're going uh, back to. Kamen Rider Kiva is an adaptation, so it's not going to be 100% the same as the original Japanese-owned Kamen Rider Kiva by Tokusatsu. So that being said, let's dive in with my adaptation of Kamen Rider Kiva. Break the 
try to count the elements that writhe in sheer anxiety. Won't in the room, neither should you. Answers really lie beyond that curtain. Read the blinds and bring you certainty. You've got to change, so break the chain. Must you think it's real? Heartache is what we're born to feel. It's so illusory. No time to lose, locate your roots Don't untie the bands of friendship Wrapped around the hands that hold our loyalty You've got to change, so break the chain Use all the strength to silence the pain Don't be afraid, the world is your stage Go! Chapter 4 Shocking Chain of Events Penny was sat under a tree in the park and was doodling in her sketchbook. She was completely engrossed with drawing that she didn't notice someone was stood over her. Wow, that's actually really good, a voice said. Penny looked up to see that Angelique, who brought stuff from Sean's garden a couple of weeks back, stood there. She was accompanied by another girl, who just stood there all awkward. Oh, um, thanks, Penny muttered shyly. Hey, I say it how I see it, Angelique said. She sat next to Penny, placing her bag on the ground, and got a better look. Is that the new common Rider that's been seen around town? Angelique asked. Uh, yeah, I, I draw, draw all sorts of stuff, rangers and riders. Penny said awkwardly, and turned the previous page back to reveal the Power Rangers Cyber Force and the Ultra Rangers drawn all on one page. Whoa, that's really cool. Violet, look at this. Angelique said, picking up the book and aiming it at the other girl. She sat down and started looking at the artwork. Ah, this is Violet, by the way. She's also new to the school, Angelique explained. Nice to meet you, the girl known as Violet said. Penny, nice to meet you too, Penny replied. Ah, damn it, I think I left my purse in the arcade. Violet, can you watch my bag for a minute, please? Angelique moaned as she stood up, searched through her bag, dropped her bag on the floor and then stormed off in a half. Violet closed the sketchbook and took it over to Penny and sat closer to her. So, how long have you been living on Earth now? Violet asked. A few months. So I was right, she's a ranger, Penny replied. Yeah, her and all her siblings are, Violet explained. How long have you been a ranger then? Penny asked. A few months, Violet replied. It's weird, isn't it? We used to hang out a lot. Whilst the court of the realms discussed the way that the realms would defend Earth, and now we are defending it ourselves against the very realms we come from, Penny sighed. Yeah, difference is, you actually lived in yours, and we didn't know that, what those meetings were even for. <laughs> we just saw it as a chance for us kids to hang out, and have stupid human fun for a while, Violet replied. Yeah, how dumbfounded we were, Penny muttered. Let me guess. Shinzo's around? Violet asked. Yeah, sorry, he's actually common Rider Kiva now, Penny told her. Of course, they picked the half-breed, Violet said with an eye roll. He's really stood up, you know. Since then, Penny sighed awkwardly. Are your memories a little fuzzy? Violet asked sternly. 
like the pieces that we do have seem like they aren't our memories like the meetings and the hangout time was almost like somebody wants us to forget something yeah penny asked back violet nodded yeah penny nodded back glad i'm not the only one then violet muttered suddenly angelique came into view violet looked at penny i won't tell them that you know who you are or shinzo is okay you got nothing to worry about violet reassured her thanks Penny replied. Then Angelique came up, dropped to her knees, and stuffed her purse in her bag. Damn thing, I'd lose my head if it wasn't screwed on too tight, Angelique blurted. I know that feeling, Penny chuckled. Um, so I was saying to Penny Ange that maybe she could come to the mall with us and get milkshakes, Violet suggested. Oh my god, yes, you've got to come with us, Angelique squeaked. Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Penny grinned. The three girls climbed to their feet and all headed to the mall. They walked around the stores, trying on clothes and gossiping. Angelique told Penny about the girls not to mingle with and what boys definitely not to date. Penny didn't quite understand why on earth she'd date a human, but of course Angelique didn't need to know the details, so Penny just nodded along and laughed. They walked up to the milkshake vendor. Hey, three chocolate milkshakes with a pump of caramel with whipped cream and a handful of chocolate chips and sprinkles on top, please. Angelique asked the guy at the vendor. He nodded, then exchanged the money, and they waited as he made the three drinks. I can pay for my own mind, Penny told her. Oh, don't be silly. It's on me. Angelique huffed with a smile. The vendor man handed them all a chocolate milkshake with a pump of caramel with whipped cream, a handful of chocolate chips and sprinkles on top. They took the drinks and thanked the man and all sat down on a bench. Mmm. This is so good, that man has magic powers, Violet muttered for a mouthful. Penny looked back at the vendor with a sad look on her face as she saw the red and black aura surrounding the milkshake man. A few hours later, Penny walked into the garden and found Sean sat there going through his peaches, freshly picked. Hello, princess. Why aren't you with Shinzo? Sean asked. I don't need a babysitter, Penny snapped. But it could be dangerous out there, you know, Sean replied. I can handle myself. Penny snapped. Then she stormed into the house. She walked into the kitchen to find Shinzo sat there reading. I found one, Penny muttered. Really? Where? Shinzo asked, still reading his book. In the mall. He's a milkshake vendor guy, Penny replied. Why are you at the mall? Shinzo asked her, still reading her book. His book. I was hanging with friends. No, I didn't do anything outgoing. No, I didn't tell them I'm a princess of the blood realm. Yes, I am safe. I know the fine guy did not notice me, Penny muttered. Actually, I was going to ask you if you're okay. I mean, the last one then, because you don't seem okay. Shinzo said as he placed his book down, stood up and walked over to the princess. Shinzo looked at her awkwardly. I guess it's just not my day, Penny sighed. Okay, well, we can chat when I get back. If you really need chat now, talk to Sean. i got stuff to do, Shinzo told her. Then he walked away. Komori, let's go. Shinzo called up the stairs. The little mechanical bat creature flew down and joined Shinzo. They both walked out of the house. Penny followed him and watched as they both walked, walked out of the garden and down the path. Penny leant over the handlebars on the steps, lifting her feet off the ground. Sorry, Sean. I'm just in a bad mood, Penny said to the gardening guardian. It's fine, Princess. How about I use some of these peaches and make an upside-down peach cake? Sean asked her with a hint of glee in his voice. Sure. I guess I could help. Penny grinned. Sounds like a plan. Sean chuckled, then grabbed his basket full of peaches and walked into the house. Shinzo walked through the mall and walked up to the milkshake vendor guy. 
Hey there, Shinzo called out. Ah, hello, mate. How can I help you? The vendor asked him. Um, I'd love a milkshake. Banana, if you got it, with a dash of souls, Shinzo said sternly. I beg your pardon? Vendor asked, very confused. Suddenly, the man toppled over close by and tripped over a bag as he ran away. Shinzo looked at the milkshake man that was stood in front of him, then looked at the milkshake man running away. How long have you been on your shift? Shinzo asked. I just changed it like two minutes ago. I've literally been on shift for 60 seconds, the milkshake man told him. Shinzo dropped his head, then turned to the man running away. I had the wrong guy. Sorry, Shinzo said as he bolted after the main, a man running away. He caught up quick. The man grabbed a tower of soft toys and toppled them over. Shinzo jumped over them, uh, uh, the collapsed stand, and carried on with the chase. Kimori flew overhead and reached head level to Shinzo, flapping his wings rapidly to keep up. God, these guys are quick, huh? Kimori stated. Only when they realize they're in trouble, Shinzo barked. Shinzo watched as the runner turned around and started running down the escalator, skipping two steps at a time. Shinzo looked down, then hopped over the ledge and landed on the floor, his fang eye of blood saving him from the damage of the fall. He landed the ground cracking underneath him. The runner stopped at the bottom of the escalator. End of the line, pal, Shinzo barked. Fine, the man growled. Then he shifted into his fangai form. It was all pink, like a jellyfish monster, with a huge bell cap shaped head with different underwater plant life growing on his arms and legs. He also had long, thin tendrils hanging off his wrists. The pink parts of his body resembled stained glass windows. You can call me Hellyfish, the jellyfish fangai called out. Okay, I'm ready when you are, Kamori chuckled. <laughs> Let's do this, Shinzo nodded. Shinzo grabbed Komori with his right hand. Bite! Komori yelled out, and then Komori was brought to Shinzo's left hand, and Komori sunk his teeth into Shinzo's skin. Black veins rippled up his arm and across his face. Suddenly, magic chains formed around his waist and formed into a red and gold henshin belt. The belt was all red and had a metal rod above the waistline. Shinzo held out Komori. Henshin! Shinzo called out and placed Komori up to the rod of the belt. With his little claws, he latched on, and then Shinzo placed Komori onto the belt, clipped him in upside down. Suddenly, metal liquid formed around Shinzo. And then, with a shatter of glass, the liquid formed into his rider suit, forming Kamen Rider Kiva. Kamen Rider Kiva ran at Hellyfish and punched the monster in the face. Then Hellyfish whipped out his tendrils and whipped Kiva in the chest. A spark of electricity burst from the tip, sending volts of electricity going through Kiva's body. Then, suddenly, Kiva was not flying back, sliding across the moor. Everyone started screaming and running up the moor by this point, as Kiva started running at Hellyfish. Hellyfish swung his arms down, sending his tendrils down with it, sparks erupting from the instant contact between the tendrils. He then whipped his tendrils out, and they wrapped around Kiva's wrists, neck, and ankle. Then Hellyfish sent the electricity current through his own body into Kiva's, electrocuting him. Kiva caught out in pain as his body started smoking. The lights in the building all started to flicker. Suddenly, a figure appeared between the jellyfish fangire and the floating electrocuted Kamen Rider. The figure 
flipped out his katana and cut the tendrils, releasing Kiva. Kiva dropped to the floor with a thud. He slowly climbed to his feet and saw Tigor, the white tiger vanguard, holding out his katana towards Hellyfish. Tigor! Calm rider Kiva called out. Tigor turned to look at Kiva. Get back to the princess and watch her. Tigor barked at Hellyfish. As you wish, Hellyfish replied with a bow, then the jellyfish Fangaya teleported away. What does that mean? Kamen Rider Kiva barked. Nothing to you, halfling. Tigor barked back. Kiva ran at the white tiger Fangaya and threw a punch. Tigor smacked Kiva's fist away, then with the tip of his blade, he kicked Kiva in the chest, knocking him off his feet. Then Tigor also teleported away. Kiva stood up and demorphed. Shinzo stood there, his skin burning red from the electricity. Kamori floated up to him. The princess. We need to get to the princess now. Shinzo snapped out of the mechanical bat and ran off as fast as his weakened body would let him. They reached the house and Shinzo bolted in to find Sean unconscious on the kitchen floor. Shinzo bolted around the house calling out Penny's name repeatedly but he was met with no response. Shinzo ran his hands through his hair in a panic then ran back to Sean. He shook him repeatedly and then checked his pulse. Is he dead? Kamori asked. Nah, I think he just bumped his head a little hard maybe? Shinzo replied. Then... All of a sudden, in a flash of red, Chinzo and Komori were stood in a huge, grey, dull throne room. Three young men stood there staring at him, all dressed in fine suits. Komori flew over to one of the windows and peeked outside. He saw one of the wings of a huge dragon. We're in Curse's castle, Komori told Shinzo. Ah, oh, damn it, Shinzo muttered with an eye roll. Hello, Master Shinzo, one of the finely dressed men called out. What do you guys want? Shinzo asked bluntly. Why, to help you, of course, another one said. Oh, yeah, and how's that going to work? Shinzo chuckled. We know the princess got kidnapped, and we can help you, the third one barked. Shinzo got all serious quickly, then he walked up to them, looked each one of them in the face, and then remembered that Tiger and Hellyfish would make a very good team. Fine. Would you have a mind? Shinzo asked sternly. In the land of uptime and space, Takeshi sat there and watched the Shinzo poke to the three men inside the prison dragon's castle. You do realise that Kamen Rider X goes with Kamen Rider Kiva, right? William asked. Oh, I know. I just, I've started, you know, introducing the new forms to Kiva. X is next. Don't worry, I've got this, Takashi told him. You're a bit slow, but fair enough. Do you know what you're doing next? William asked. Oh, yes. Comrade Gaim, I think. Universe 113 is perfect for it, Takashi told him. True, that would actually work. Just stay away uh, out of the way of Power Rangers Free Foundation, Power Rangers Dark Destined, and Power Rangers Free Foundation Bravo Formation, okay? William snarled. Look at that. I'm breaking you in, aren't I? Takashi grinned. William just sat there and rolled his eyes at Takashi. And there you have it, Carmen Rider Kiva, Chapter 4. I hope you guys have enjoyed that chapter. Now, of course, don't forget to listen to the rest of Paranger's Universe 19 with the likes of Paranger's Cyberforce, Paranger's Skyforce, Ultra Rangers, Comrade Drive, and Comrade Wizard, all written and read to you by Cosplay Dude 637 I, of course, writ this and adapted this, so this is obviously my story. 
go check out the third member of the three ranger bros the first one being me the second one being cosplay dude the third one is mark the red cornish ranger who has his own podcast called another through comics where he adapts the comic books into audio dramas for you to listen to he does stuff like darth vader star trek doctor who and power rangers and they're actually really really good and i voice act for him so you'll hear my voice along the way we're in association with Zero to Hero, a podcast where two brothers called Billy and Jim, the Balkan Scholar Podcasting, ramble on about their fandoms, interview people, including the Three Ranger Bros, and just be absolute geeks, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. So make sure you go check out everyone that I just mentioned, subscribe to the Tiger Tail channel so we can get to 100 subscribers soon, and of course, I shall see you guys next time.